to another episode of the Punk Racket Show podcast. My name is Emily Plamondon. I live in Quebec City in Canada and I have the huge honor to be your host once again. Today is episode 103 and my guest is Donald Spence, lead singer of the amazing band Versus the World. They also have members from Good Riddance and Lagwagon. They're from California. You're gonna hear some of their new songs. I also make a recommendation for the band The Rumpers from Austria. I hope you're ready because the show is starting now. This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk, and hardcore bands like Smoke or Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Stretch Armstrong, The Darling Fire, and many, many more. It's not complicated. All the bands on Iodine Recordings are a great fit on this podcast, and the label is run by great humans with good values. Oh, and if you're a vinyl lover like I am, check their selection of gorgeous colored LPs. Thank you so much, Iodine, for supporting this podcast. Check the show notes or visit iodinerecords.com and enjoy this episode. I hope you are doing great today, my friends, my punk rock friends. I'm doing good. I had such a fantastic weekend. On Friday, I went to a little road trip with my friend Simon because our duet, Fifty Shades of Punk Rock, was playing in Warwick. It's about an hour and a half from Quebec City. And oh, the crowd was great, as always. It's like a... It's a very punk rock city there. Um, and I tasted some amazing beers because it's in a microbrewery. A new one. It was the first time I was playing there. It was really fun. We played for more than three hours. <laughs> People in the crowd were screaming for some requests, so we played a lot. And it's super fun because if you don't know my duet, we have like more than 300 songs. <laughs> and since it's almost impossible to learn and memorize all the songs, we use lyrics sheets and Simon used some chords sheets. We also write notes about who's doing the main vocals, who's doing harmonies, where... So it makes it way easier to take requests at the end of our set. And sometimes we play songs that we haven't played for like five years. <laughs> so much fun. And after that, my voice was almost completely gone. But it was worth it. Totally. Also, if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you probably noticed that I released a little teaser from my band, the long run because we're going to release our new song called Running on Eggshells very soon in uh, to be more specific it's going to be on May 12 so by the time you listen to this episode it's in a few days or maybe it's already released so check that we're doing this very DIY for now <laughs> 
Okay, we're a little too enthusiastic because we don't even have a proper band picture. We don't have any other songs recorded. We don't even know when we can release an album or an EP, but we are just so excited to release at least one song. So we did it and we'll try to be more organized <laughs> eventually. But I'm very, very, very proud of this song. This weekend, I also recorded some demo vocals for a new song that I wrote all by myself from A to Z. Very, very happy about this one, too. I'm so motivated, which leads me to talk to you about the fact that I will probably take some breaks from the podcast, probably for the whole summer, uh, because I really, really want to focus on my band. You know, I've been promoting other people's music for almost 20 years with my radio show here, my social media. So I think it's time to focus a little more on my own songs. I really feel that my life wouldn't be complete. I mean, I'm very, very happy already with all my projects, but my life wouldn't be as fulfilling as I think if I don't focus on my own music. So yeah, I think I'm gonna have like about two months off for the summer. I'm gonna enjoy some punk rock festivals, some shows, playing shows, watching shows, take some rest. But I will definitely keep promoting bands from all around the world, smaller, bigger bands on my social medias, mostly on Instagram. I won't stop doing this. It's just that I won't have to record, research, Do some interviews, which will allow me to really focus on writing music. Hey, I feel like a songwriter. <laughs> so I talked enough about me. I want to talk to you about some great stuff. You have to check right now. And now it's time for Punk Rock News with Emily Plamondon. because Avail, the band from Richmond, will re-release vinyl for two of their albums, One Ranch and Front Porch Stories. And I confirmed that I'm gonna get those two for my punk rock collection, oh yeah. Because at home I only have Over the James, which is the best one, in my opinion, but I definitely need those two. <laughs> Speaking of vinyl, I'm excited about a 7-inch of duet by Susie Moon. You know her. I promote her a lot. She's incredible. She was my guest also last year. Uh, so she's working with Billy Hopeless from the band The Black Hollows. And so th this album, this duet album will be called Nothing Left to Lose. And there is already a music video released for the song Love is a Stranger, originally written by Susie moon there's a new new song from rancid with a video so the song's name is don't make me do it i really like it and i can't wait until june 2nd for the new album you also have to check the new ep released from jagged's revenge it's called vultures it's really good check that it's released on spam records Repugmentation. My suggestion for you today is for the band The Rumpers from Vienna, Austria. You're gonna like them if you're into Huff With Their Heads, Binary Palette, Jawbreaker, etc. I feel 
like. They, are, they also have a very nice street punk vibe also. They were formed about four years ago and they are inspired by topics like body shaming, love, the meaning of life, bad decisions. Hey, I want to write about bad decisions too. But it's going to be hard because I don't really take bad decisions. You know why? Because I have problems taking decisions. <laughs> In general, actually, I should really write about this. <laughs> the total impossibility to take decisions. Like, for instance, now I have to decide if I'm going to buy the, the apartment I'm renting or if I should move and I just can't decide. I'm procrastinating the decision. I change my mind hmm, five times a day. Yeah. So the Rumperts, they released recently their album New Age Jesus. It was recorded at the Blasting Room. So let's listen to their song Liquid Diet.
listen to the interview with Donald Spence of the band Versus the World. I'm kind of ashamed because I didn't really know the band before they released their recent single Road Sick, Road Sick. Like I knew the name, but I think I just never took the time to really listen to their previous albums. But it's never too late. But then they released the single Road Sick, Road Sick, and I was like, ah! Wow, what a great singer, what a great melody. Then I realized that they, they were a member of Good Riddance and Lagwagon in the band. So I was like, oh yeah, all-stars band. But what punched me in the face was really, really the high-quality vocals of Donald. So I was really happy to have the chance to talk with him a little more. Um, so we talked about his music roots, the new upcoming album, The Bastards Live Forever, his personal lyrics, touring... Um, oh yeah, the time that I almost saw them play live in 2005 with Suicide Machines and No Use for a Name. <laughs> It was a very fun, mo funny moment in the interview. And we also talked about so many other things that you're going to discover right now. And during the chat, you're going to listen to two of their new songs. So Road Sick, Road Sick and Going Out for Smokes. Okay, let's go. Hey, punk rock human. If you like merch as much as I do, I strongly recommend you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves, and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rum, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Crank, Straight Line, Pulley, have a Tony Slide review merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide. You can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Recording in progress. Hello. Hi, hey, how's it going? Great. I'm good, and you? Okay. Good. So happy that you uh, that you're my guest today. So, where are you on this crazy planet right now? I live in Santa Barbara, California. I live uh, on the top of a hill called Holiday Hill. It's oh, awesome. Oh, that's great. So yeah. it's like <laughs> the end of PM for you. Kind of. It is. What time is it? It's four o'clock. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Here, here it's seven. Oh yeah. The beautiful it's sun. Beautiful outside. out here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. <coughs> it's very beautiful. Uh, oh, yeah, I, miss nice. I miss California. Last time I went to California was like five years ago, and I should go back. Eventually. Yeah, come on back. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, today I, I really want to talk about the new album, of course, but also I don't know you personally a lot, so um, I'm happy to know uh, to know more about you. Uh, so, how did you discover punk rock and music in general? Um, music, I always liked rock and roll. My mom always played me rock records, so, but it was like a lot of oldies, which is cool. I, and I, those have kind of stuck with me forever. Yeah. <clears throat> but punk I found when I was a kid, uh, this guy, Trent, Trent Gilbert, um, we used to skip school and go to Bill's Records and Tapes uh, in Texas. And yeah, that oh, was the start of punk for me. You're from Texas. I grew up in Texas. Yeah. Mm. But I moved to California when I was a teenager. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Good. And I'm never leaving. 
Yeah, no. <laughs> I bet when <laughs> once you're in California, you don't want to leave there. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to leave. Yeah, except my boyfriend. He used to be in LA and he moved here in Quebec for me. <laughs> well, he LA is a terrible place to be. LA is not California. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was the scene in Texas uh, when you were young? The punk scene. It was good. It was it yeah. was rad. I had a lot of shows. I played a lot of shows. I booked shows. It was uh it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing. It was a good way to grow up. Um I met the Ataris out there and started playing shows yeah. with them. That's how I ended up choosing Santa Barbara. Mm. Uh, I became really good friends with Mike Davenport and that's what led me to Santa Barbara. Oh, I think you had a duet with him. You started a You, you started yeah, we started Versus the World together. We started this band. Yeah. How, yeah. Did, how did it happen? Um, I was playing a bunch with those guys, and the Ataris were kind of taking a different turn. Mm -hmm. And so me and that drummer uh, and Mike left to start Versus the World just because uh, the Ataris was kind of taking a different turn. So mm -hmm. we started this band. Uh, Chris ended up leaving because we're in the, in the infant stages of that band. He wanted to be signed to a major label because he had mm -hmm. just come off Columbia Records. <clears throat> But the interest that we got was from Kung Fu, Joe Escalante from the Vandals. Oh, yeah. And so we took that label. And because of that, so when the band started, Chris decided that he wouldn't be in the band. So oh. mm. <clears throat> he wanted major label or nothing because um, he couldn't go backwards from what he thought. Yeah. Oh, I can. There's a little sound problem. I think you put your phone on something. Oh, I think it's fine now. I think it's fine. Is it fine? Better. <laughs> Sorry, I was sitting in front of my fan. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so Mike right. wanted to start something else too because the Atteries was doing other stuff. Yeah, me and Mike, were, huh. we've been best friends since I was 16. So we, we, we started this band together. Oh, that's so cool. And how did you yeah. how did you meet the other guys? Because I think there was also some lineup changes <laughs> through the years, huh? Yeah, yeah, we've had a couple a uh, couple people switch out. Um, the core band is is me, Tony, and Flip. Uh, Mike Davenport's not in the band anymore because mm -hmm. he's he can't tour. He's you know he's yeah. uh, he, he got into a little bit of a lot of trouble. So mm. <clears throat> we came up with uh, this guy Pat Pat Solom. He's in a band with Tony called Murderland. They're from Los Angeles. Oh. Uh, they're a really cool band. Um, yeah, so right now, it's, it, it is, Flip has been in the band with us since we, since we came back together. Uh, yeah. Tony joined uh, shortly after him. We had to get a different drummer, so we have Sean Sellers from Good Riddance. Yeah. Uh, he lives in Santa Barbara, too. So, I mean, it's a, that was an easy... He, he's a great drummer. He's a really good friend. He's yeah. hard to tour with because he's always, in a, he's always on tour. So yeah. it's hard to, like, so when we come to Europe, we're using Josh from the Bomb Pops. Oh, um, that's great. Because. Yeah, that was because, one of my questions, uh, because Good Riddance and Lagwagon tour a lot. So I wonder how, how you manage Yeah, Flip it. is easier to nail down. Yeah. But yeah, Sean's a little tougher to nail down because he's in, he's in Mad Caddies, he's in Good oh, Riddance, yeah, he's in Vista right. Blanco. Yeah. And he's in our band, so. Yeah, I wondered if uh, he was permanently with Mad Caddies or just for a tour because they had some uh, reorganization. She made a record with him recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. So it, it looks it looks semi permanent. Yeah. So you have Josh Josh from the Bump Pops. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was also in Murderland too. Mm. So uh, we're all kind of uh, look. It's a small scene. We're all really good friends, and. We're 
you know, we kind of make we, we make it work. Yeah. And how did you start singing? Because like I love your vocals so much. I'm taking notes when I listen to you sing for real because I like I like to sing too. And, <laughs> and I told the same thing a few weeks ago to Brian McTurnan of uh, Be Well. And I think you have similar emotions. Yeah. So I how did you start? Did you start with singing? My mom or, had or me in choirs. My mom. Oh, cool. Yeah, I always started with singing. My mom had me in choir when I was a kid. Yeah, um, I always liked singing. My mom was the, this 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 woman that like we, everywhere we would drive, she would put on the radio and she knew every single song. She would just sing always, and I think that that just became something that was ingrained in me. I'm just mm-hmm. always singing songs. Singing is one of my favorite things to do. Oh yeah. Um. So oh, yeah, it's it's. It's, it was my my first love was singing songs. Ah, uh, me too. For me, it was my grandma. She used to sing. She used to make me sing all the time. <laughs> yeah. So it started young. <clears throat> What did she have a good voice? Yeah. Oh yeah, my grandma had had such a great voice. Yeah. Until until she passed, she used to sing all the time. She has she had a very great like oh, like a how do you call it in English? The, it's called vibrato. Vibrato. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And I think you put so much emotions in your vocals. I think you always put some, uh, I don't know if it's the word, but raspy, like uh, in clean vocals, but like some raspy punches here and there. That awesome. I really yeah, I mean, like. That's, and that's nice to hear. Um, like I said, that's my, I, I play with some really good players. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I can't, I have to step up. You know what I mean? I play with like one of the best guitarists. I, Tony and Chris are insane. Sean is amazing. Pat's great. Uh, so yeah, I have to, if, you know, if I, if I couldn't sing, what the fuck would I be doing in, in this band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good at it. Do you play uh, other instruments too? Yeah, I, I used to play guitar in this band. Um, I used to tour like that. And then we, we got, uh, we had a, a, we started touring as a five piece. And it oh. just really helped out my vocals. It was something that, you know, I play with really good guitar players. I love playing the guitar. I have a million guitars. I love guitar. But there's just, these guys are just too good at it. So it's, it, my place is behind the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, <coughs> yeah. it's a total other uh, interaction with the crowd, in my opinion. Yeah, I really like just singing. Um, it's something that I started uh, a couple records back, a few stories back, and It's just the way that it's going to be from here on out. Yeah, but do you musically write song, write the songs too? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, me and Tony pretty much re- rewrite. We write the bones of the music, and then we bring them to the band for you know solos and drum and drum bits. But yeah, me and Tony pretty much write the songs. Hmm. Yeah, and do you write the songs according to some? I don't know vocal melodies you have already in mind because I don't know your um when, or... when Tony starts a song normally he starts with the music mm-hmm. when I start a song I start with uh I start with the melody um but we we normally after we get the ideas we try to write together um but usually when the ideas start I start with the melody and he starts with uh mm-hmm. with with the skeleton yeah And let's talk about the new album coming out in a few weeks at the end of yeah. May. So the episode will be released next Monday. So we, the listeners ha- will have to wait a little longer. But we 
We still can hear a few singles, a few uh, a few tracks that are absolutely good. Um, I'm thinking about Road Sick, Road Sick, uh, yeah, Road Sick, Road Sick, and it, it it intrigued me because you have another song on another album, all very similar, and I wonder what's the story about this new uh, new title. <laughs> well, Homesick, Road Sick was I was I was married at the time, and. Um, it was like kind of, and I was touring a lot. So it was the difference mm -hmm. of like, you know, when you were home, you wanted to be on the road and you're on the road, you longed to be home. Oh. And then I had kind of, you know, I got a divorce and mm. my life had totally changed. So road sick, road sick was kind of just in the, in the vein of saying like, I, there is, there is no home essentially. Oh. Like I have a house, but yeah, there's no, like, uh, there's nothing to come home to oh. essentially. So it's just, mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, a, it's a, it's a lonely song, but about yeah mm. dealing with the change of not having a uh um a, a marriage in a, in a in a proper family house the way that i was used to for a while mm. oh and i i love that she used a reference to another song so like the listeners <laughs> are like oh nice what is this oh yeah that's kind of the idea but yeah. the meaning is different but oh i love yeah missing the road when you're home missing home when you're on the road it's like Is it like a, to a permanent FOMO or something? Well, yeah, I think I think it took a long time. Like that's what the music was about. But I think it's, it took a long time to get the balance. And mm -hmm. now, I mean, now we haven't been on the road since COVID. So, um, I I think that I think a lot of bands will look at touring differently since it got taken away from us for a while. You know, uh, tour is is a very ne like necessary part of what you do, and it's to me it's the best part. Uh, mm -hmm. I love writing records, but I love playing shows. And I think that every band, and I think fans, I think everyone kind of won't take it for granted again. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Ah. Because we're lucky to be doing this. So I'm lucky that, I'm lucky to be talking to you. I'm lucky that there's people that listen to, to the record. So, yeah, I think that everyone is going to kind of look at the road as a more of a special, mm -hmm. a special thing, you know? Uh, yeah, a little less has, has a job, maybe, than some people used to before pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. You also released um, your wedding and a funeral. What's the story about this song, and why did you pick this one uh, for a single as a single? <sighs> that I picked that one because that my, that may have been. There's two of my favorite songs on the record. That's one of them. The other is the mm -hmm. the, uh, the very first track, Frank Sinatra. No, but this is this was yet. my favorite song. Mm -hmm. It's not released yet. That's my favorite. But that's how we start the record. Oh, good. <clears throat> um, But this one was just, an, it was kind of like uh, an admission of guilt, like uh, like the, deluge, the, the, the the separation of me and my wife and us getting divorced mm -hmm. and kind of the story behind that. It was just kind of like an admission of, you know, like this was, it's like, it, like taking my place uh, in, in that story. So it's, it's pretty honest. It's kind of gnarly. Um, maybe a little, a little too much so for some of the parties involved, but it's a really, I don't know. I love the chorus. Um, yeah. I just love, I just love the way that it came together. It's really good. And yeah, it makes sense. I, I think that, like I said, your voice has so many emotions. So knowing that you're talking about very personal stuff makes me happy in a way, in some ways. Yeah. I mean, you know, usually like, since you're asking about it, I'll tell you the story. Usually, you know, you kind of let the listener kind of interpret so that maybe it, it can mean something different to them. Mm -hmm. But that song is pretty, it's, it's, it's just super literal. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked up a marriage, so. 
I it, it, I needed to own up to it. I think that there was uh, a little bit of people can hide, and you know, there's a lot of shame that goes in there. Or I, I can just look at it head on and be like, hey, check it out, I made a mistake. Did it, did it help you to forgive yourself? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you ever forgive, but I think that it's, it's a, like I said, it's just an admission of guilt. And I think that's, that's a good step to... In that process, to, you were at the stage yeah. admitting that, that you feel guilty and then we'll see yeah. in the future. Oh, yeah, good. I love what, personal things for sure. Also released uh, Going Out for Smokes. <laughs> what is uh, the story behind this one? Well, going out for smokes is like a story back in the fifties. Like, oh, like like if a dad would like leave his family, the saying would be like, "I'm going out for smokes," and he would never come back. Um, mm. And so that was that's kind of a story about my father and uh, my relationship um, with him and dealing with not really having uh, 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 him in my life. 
and then seeing the mirror in my life, you know, I, I broke up a, 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 a marriage, but I was, I'm not willing to break up a family. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. so kind of like a mirror to me to make sure that I don't do that. I don't become my father. You know what I mean? So I always have that example of what not to be. Mm. Cause yeah, the term going out for smokes is literally like a, just a, a way to say like, I'm stepping out on my family. I'm out of here. So that was, oh. that was the reason for that, for the title of that song. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of uh, heavy, right? No, but it's, I love real stuff, you know, and yeah. like I, to I told the same thing to Brian because you two have, I don't know, it gets the same feelings for me, Brian McTernan, and I was like, it's, I love when it's personal, I love when the emotion fits something real, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I, I, I do like music that writes from like a different, a different like standpoint, like I, like one of my favorite bands in the world is the whole And Craig Finn writes from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Like those things didn't happen to him. He's just a really good storyteller. Um, uh, unfortunately, I'm not, I, I, I can't really do that without, I have to kind of write about things that happen to me, maybe because I'm just not as clever as he is, but uh, <laughs> it's just, that's just the way I have to do it. Uh, it's, it's the way that I can kind of um, get a little deeper into it because then I know what emotion uh, really, I, I know what, like what to draw from. Now, Uh, I've been trying to work on the storytelling aspect of that, but it always ends up just coming in round and being personal anyway. You know, m m I have very different favorite punk band like Propagandy, Bad Religion. They are super political, but I also love like Descendants because they write about, I got up in the morning, my girlfriend was mad. I'm sad. I'm having a coffee. And for me, it's genius too. So I, I don't oh, know. Yeah, I can relate to both. I'm, I'm, and like I said, I'm definitely not clever enough to write <laughs> stuff like bad religion and propaganda. <laughs> it's just different. If you're not yeah. into political stuff as a I know, but those are, those are bands that like when I listen to those bands, like I learned something. Yeah, me too. You know? Every time <laughs> yeah. after 20 years, I still... Google stuff. <laughs> yeah, those guys are brilliant for sure. Yeah, uh, especially Greg are brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, and what what are other thematic you cover in the in the lyrics of the other song? You're talking about Frank Sinatra. Um, Frank Sinatra. That's that's the the, the first uh, the first track. <clears throat> um, it's. That is just a cool song. That that I, that's my favorite one. I can't wait for people to hear it. Oh. That's more about just uh, kind of coming up from nothing. You know, it's like the, the dichotomy of like rich kids, and uh, so there's like a like a a way that I'm kind of putting like the Kennedys against like the Sinatras, like in a way that like you know this guy was just a poor kid from Hoboken, you know, and he became just because he was a singer. Oh yeah, on the top of the world. I've always loved Sinatra's story, and I had been sitting on that song since the beginning of the pandemic. And um, it went through two different versions. And the way that when we recorded it, Chris Flippin changed it to the way that it is uh, with the intro, just, just really like staccato. And now it's my, it's my favorite song we've ever written. I think it's oh, really cool. I'm, yeah. I'm taking a note because I, I haven't heard it, but I, I will pay attention knowing that it's your favorite. I'm oh, I, yeah, I can send it to you when we're done today. I can send you the SoundCloud. It's And yeah, the way that Chris Flippin and uh, and the producer Cameron Webb yeah. kind of reworked the the structure of it, yeah, it, it made it from like a song that was okay to a song that definitely made the record and ended up being the first track. Oh wow, that's 
Yeah. Amazing. And yeah, talk to me about the work with Cameron because he's a legendary producer. He worked with like <laughs> thousands of bands like Megadeth, awesome. Modern Ed, but also like uh, Disturbed, Lit. I was like, what? He worked with Lit? <laughs> <laughs> he worked with Tenacious D. He worked with uh, yeah, yeah. so Sean Sellers. Sean had brought him to us. Kelly Clarkson, um, Zebra Head, Alkaline Trio, name it. Yeah, that's, that was the thing. The records that we really were, were listening to that he had made were the last Bayside record in Terrell Bang Bayside, and yeah. the last Alkaline Trio. And because mm. those were the two most recent things that, that Cameron had done. And uh, those records were done really, really well. I love the way that he layers a ton of vocals. Um, I went into that room not really I didn't know Cameron um, he did a Lagwagon record he did a yeah, record with Sean yeah he did Ang with uh, Lagwagon yeah. I think yeah oh no I think he did did he do Hang or did he do uh, I think he did the last one um, so these guys already okay. knew him and they already had a relationship And but him and I hit it off right away um, when we did vocal days I think those, that that might have been like the most fun I've ever had recording oh. in my life me and Cameron are and We're really good friends now. Like, like every time I go to Orange County, we make sure that we, we go eat. Uh, <laughs> we always choose shitty restaurants. Like, excuse me, like <laughs> P.F. Chang's or, oh, <laughs> or Bubba Gump. Because <clears throat> it's right around the House of Blues. So we Why usually not? hang out okay. with Yeah. Um, but no, he's, an, he's the most talented and uh, fun person. He's not, a, uh, he's not a player as much as, like, like, you can't pick up the guitar and, like, give an idea to flip. But he has... The best structural and chorus ideas. I oh. love my time with him, and I want to work with him again. Nice. It was the first time, the first record? It was the first time with me. Oh. Yeah, there, there would be times, you know, we would come in with a song. Because, uh, you know, you come in with a song, and you play it the way that you've, you've, you've structured it. And there was, you know, an instance where he came in, he's like, okay, just never play that song like that ever again. Like, Ouch. It, just, it hurts. And then we figure out, okay, well, what's the point? You know, we sit in the list, and he's like, well, this is where I'm lost. This is where it gets oh. absolutely boring to And, you know, and I think that if, if we didn't have a friendship that started right away, it would be hard to kind of take those type of knocks from someone. But him and I came from such a good place that any critique was a safe critique. Um, uh, and yeah, so important to yeah, and set up. Yeah, and the guy's got five and gold records. Like, I would be a fool to not listen to his advice. Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I took his advice and, and we, it was a foundation to, one, a really great record and now too uh, a really great friendship well no. <laughs> don't ever play this song like this again <laughs> yeah just don't ever play that song like that again like, I, i started yeah. a new band and i i write like the vocal melodies lyrics and stuff and and i feel like um i don't know i i, I learned to love all the songs and if someone would tell me that i would be like oh but it's it's my baby but like you said it's yeah I, it's you, not about you definitely safe, get to learn the songs it's a, it's a safe environment and then it it's yeah it's a safe environment because if someone was just listening to your music it was just like dude check it out you suck we're well, like okay well i'm gonna punch you in the mouth <laughs> like you just you're, you're just saying that to be a hurtful person and fuck you that's not that's that's not a way to talk to anyone Um, but if you come in and we're working on a project, you're like, dude, check it out. Like, this kind of sucks. Like, how can we're either going to scrap this song entirely or we're going to take the bits that make it beautiful and grow on that. So that's kind of where where a producer comes in. And yeah, they're harsh, but they're coming from a place of, of growth. And sometimes you have to tear something down 
Yeah. You can make room for something good. Yeah. Definitely. And it's for, and if you focus on the good of the song, like not your own ego, like just yeah. for the well, well-being of the song, if I should say. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, if, if, you know, we, we always at least tried everyone's ideas. And at the end, when it was recorded, if it was better, then we oh. kept it. If it wasn't, okay. And there was a couple instances, a couple of songs that were like, okay, these just, these aren't making it on the album. Sometimes we need to hear yeah. it and then it becomes more obvious. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, so it was fun working with him and you probably want to work with him again eventually. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, it was great. It was a great time. We, uh, a lot of times bands will go in, the drummer will go and lay the tracks. Everyone will go separate. We were all pretty much together most of the time, which is hard to do because we were there for almost a month. Oh. But we would have our meals together. We would have our breakfast together. Uh, when the record, when the day was done, we would listen to the stems and go have drinks. Like it was, we were a unit and it was, a, I will never forget this time making mm. this record. It was oh. really personal and it was amazing. And Cameron helped. I think the relationship that our band has helped too, but Cameron helped keep that, keep everyone close. And it was awesome. I read somewhere that you said that it was, that you put a lot of work in this album, like probably the most More, yeah, we well because so in what we way? had the whole pandemic. We were we had it fully recorded before we took it to Cameron. Me and Tony, not me and Tony, Tony and myself. We had this thing pre-done. We had gone through all the songs because normally we write the songs, we'll demo them, and then we'll take them to a studio. Mm -hmm. We had the whole pandemic. My I have a bar. My bar was shut down for 14 months. Oh shit! So I yeah. I didn't have a job. My bar was closed. I had just I had just my kids and just my band. Mm. And so I got to spend an awesome amount of, I'll never have this much time to work on art ever again. There's no way. So yeah, we spent wow. all this time. We recorded it in its entirety. So by the time we took it to Cameron, the record was almost like it had been in creation for a year, you know? So by the time you guys hear it, it's two and a half years old. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. We spent a long time making it. We spent a long time writing it. Uh, and then we spent a month, recording it so we got to really get to know the material it was awesome and it, it was just because of the circumstance there's i'm never going to be able to take 14 months off again in my life yeah so is it was perfect timing for this record is your bar back yeah yeah my, uh, it's a it's called the imperial it's back and we're better than ever uh <laughs> yeah people yeah. needed to catch up <laughs> yeah for sure the bar is really busy it's great Yeah, Cheers. it's great. I'm, yeah, I'm in a band and I own a bar. Like there's yeah. every night is a holiday. Oh, yeah. Living your best life. <laughs> I'm drinking it a was... very nice uh, pale ale from Quebec. I don't know if you know this brand. If you ever play here, I suggest you if you drink beer. It's McTavish. It's really good. You got it. McTavish. Yeah. You, um, I haven't been to Quebec in quite some time. Um I think the last time, uh, this, this is how long it's been, it was with no use for a name. So oh! it's been a long time. We're When? definitely due to go back to Canada. When? Last time we do, last time we were in Canada, it was just Western Canada with, uh, I think it was. I think I you, it was toured, you toured with, um, yeah, no use for a name, Suicide Machines. Yeah. I think it was it. Okay. Was it in like 2005? <laughs> yes. That's the last time I was in Quebec City. Because I think I saw that show, but in Montreal. I live in Quebec City, but in, but I'm not, I don't remember 
your band playing? I'm you not don't sure. remember our band because we got stuck at the border and we didn't play Montreal. I and the Avalanche <laughs> played. We ah, oh, that's it. Holy shit! No way. It was yeah. at the spectrum. But we did get there after we got there after our set time, and we drank with French Canadians till the sun came up. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we did not play Montreal. Also, yeah. I almost saw your band play in <laughs> yeah, 2005. When, when I was supposed to be playing, I was stuck at the border for sure. Fuck, that's awful. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It was, yeah, that venue in Montreal doesn't exist anymore. It was a great venue. Oh, it was beautiful. It was giant. I remember it. I and remember watching Quebec? my friend's bands and me not playing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, how was that? Which time? is the bummer. Because I do remember, I remember that being the biggest merch night of the tour. Oh. Yeah. I remember I Am The Avalanche. That's the band I, I, I was like, who was playing? Yeah, there oh, were three bands. I love those guys. Then. I just hung out with uh, Vinny and, uh, and, and, and Mike down in, uh, God, I was in, I was in Orange County hanging out with Cameron Webb. We went to go see Bayside and I Am The Avalanche and it was an awesome night. Wow. I still like, I still hang out with those guys. I love I Am The Avalanche. Mm. Ah, back in the day, so you toured with No Use for a Name. How was it? I bet it was great to hang out with. Yeah, Tony it was. And... I mean, uh, Tony took me under his wing. We did a lot of touring together. We did, uh, we did U.S. We did Canada. We did Europe. Mm -hmm. We did three tours together. We just became really fast friends, and it was a relationship that I'll always treasure. It was a really, it was the beginning of my band, and he was. Oh. He was super willing to help me get my feet off the ground. Wow, what yeah. a great guy! Ah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad, uh, sad thing. They, I saw their last show ever here. It was here in Quebec City. Yeah. At a festival. I got, Quebec is an insanely cool... I, oh, no, hold on. I have the bar calling me. I had to tell him I can't talk to him. <coughs> yeah. Wait, where did you go, though? There you are. Yeah, you... All right. Camera is off. The camera's off? Yeah. There we go. I'm back. Hey. <laughs> Aloha. Yeah, Quebec is great. I'm not... Yeah. yeah, but like I said, we haven't been there since 05, and so many bands go there, and it's kind of... Canada was hard for me for a little while. Um, I had a DUI when I was a kid. Oh, so, yeah, uh, they was, are there, very severe. With yeah, so sometimes I've been let in, and I've been let in three times, and I've been asked to leave three times. So it's always kind of a gamble. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, I'll do my best, I promise. <laughs> no, but after a, a few, after some a few years, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. Oh. No, it's not. Ah. <clears throat> no, it's 10 years, and it's been longer than 10 years, but they can see that I have been denied before. And if you've been denied, they ask why, even, even though I've paid for it to be taken off. I've paid for temporary Canadian citizenship. Um, it's, still, it's still up to their discretion. Sometimes they just don't want you to. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it happens. Yeah. And uh, about the music, we talk about the lyrics, the production, um, but about the, um, the genre. Uh, <laughs> so it's still a mix of like punk rock, pop punk, post-hardcore, a little of emo sometimes in the vocal. Maybe, yeah. I mean, Maybe. I, I, people, people get that because I sing, you know, <laughs> I have like a high voice. Um, but, you know, with guys like Flip and Tony, there's, it's just there's, it's shreds, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah, definitely. Super Those fast. guys are gnarly guitar players. Still like skate, melodic skate punk and like yeah. little hardcore. Even. I mean, yeah, they, Flip and Tony try to put as much metal as they can in there too. Exactly. So, yeah. Which is good working with a guy like Cameron because Cameron literally had like Motorhead's amps in there. Like we just got to play 
just really cool gear with a really smart guy and it was a lot of fun yeah he definitely has a background with it yeah uh, i saw i, I was laughing because <laughs> i think you posted that you you're on the art art rock playlist <laughs> On yeah. Spotify, I was like, oh yeah, I know they have a blend of genre, but like hard rock, uh -huh. why not? Yeah, right. Because every everyone else on that list, you're just like, what? We would not, we would not belong on a concert with any of those people. But <clears throat> punk has always been a good home for us, and it's gonna be. Punk is my favorite type of music. Yeah, me too. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Still obsessed. That's it. Almost. It's been my whole life. Yep, and I when I started, I was 20. I started late. No, that's not true. I started to listen to punk rock at 17, and I got really involved in the scene since I'm 20, and I'm almost 40. And I, I'm, I thought I would be into punk rock for like, I don't know, 10 years, and at 30, I would stop. Nope, never happened. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, we're, we're all lifers. Yeah. Yeah. No choice. Um... Great. Um, and you're going to go in Europe uh, eventually. Yeah, we're doing some West Coast dates with uh, Diesel Boy and we're doing some with mm -hmm. Mercy Music and Love Equals Death. And then we're popping over to Europe to go. I mean, we're playing awesome shows. We start in Berlin. We end in Italy. Yeah. We're doing shows with Gimme Gimme's, Pennywise, Diesel Boy. I mean, it's just the festivals we're playing are awesome. Punk Rock Holiday and Brack Rock uh, and Bay Fest are some of my favorite festivals to play at like oh, in the world I wish I and could. we're doing them on the same run it's going to be it's going to be a really great way to come back oh I should I just hung out with Frank Turner um, three or four nights ago in Missoula I went to go see him play and we're I cannot wait to hang with this dude uh, and it's going to be it's going to be a reunion of a lot of faces I haven't seen um, the, the European scene is insane right now mm -hmm. the bands are getting every festival is just like holy shit yeah So I'm really pumped to be a part of, of, of this next round. Did you see that Diesel Boy? Yeah. <laughs> so great. Exactly. <laughs> Diesel Boy's putting out their first record in 20 years, and we're going to be playing in the Pacific Northwest with them. Oh, and then, uh, I didn't Europe. know. Wait, I'm taking yeah. another note. <laughs> yeah, they just announced, uh, their, their, they announced the record today, I think. On oh, Instagram. I didn't yeah. see that. I was very busy today. It was a crazy day. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, what? Diesel Boy? I'm stoked. So we're going to play a hometown show with them. I can't freaking wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is all... Like, the last time I saw Diesel Dave was on that No Use for a Name tour with Tony. So I haven't seen him in wow. about just as long. So. I interviewed him last year. It was a great conversation with... Um, that guy's amazing. And yeah, they have a new record coming out and on, our, on the label that we're on. So yeah, and these festivals bring these bands on back um, from, what, from what would be the dead. You know what I mean? Because ah. there is a platform and there's people that listen, there's people that give a shit. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, you're talking about Zbam Records? Yeah. Yeah, I love the ver the vinyl variants of your album. So I know. Pretty. They showed them. They were, they were in Santa Barbara a couple months ago and they were showing me the, the colors. And I, ah, I love that. They're insane. Yeah, I just, I just got the... We're putting in our order for the personal ones today. Mm. I'm excited to see what they look like. Oh. And is it possible to pre-order? Pro probably yeah the pre-order the pre-order's yeah. been up um i'm not sure how many of all the colors are still available but um i let the label know that well, me and tony were telling that we want at least a few of the the color variants for ourselves mm. and i just like to have i like tony tony does this less than i think chris chris flippin from all of his lag wagon days he has one piece of a merch at least from every single thing they've ever done 
and he has like awesome shit, like shot glasses, freaking beach towels. Like they have, like he has some really cool stuff. He always held on to one piece of merch. So I've always tried to do that. Just try to keep just a little memento. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially from this record. Cause I think this, this already feels like it's going to be a special thing. So I want to kind of respect that. Mm. Oh yeah. It's great. Oh, I remember I heard the first single. I think it was road sick, road sick. The first. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And then I wrote you right away. <laughs> like, <laughs> All right. Good. I like, be my guest. <laughs> I will, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a guest. Thank you for talking to me. Oh, and you made a, a spam documentary? I saw a little, I stalked your your band's profile and I saw that. Um, yeah, Stefan, Stefan hit me up because I live in a town where a lot of people live, um, you know, so I, and I had a, I have a bar. So we had mm. a few people come to the bar to do the interviews with him. Ryan from Yellow Card, Sean from our band and Good Riddance, uh, Aaron Burkett and Joey Cape. Um, I, so I, I gave him a, a place to do it, you know, so he could interview at my bar. It was nice. We all had drinks. We all drank a ton of wine. We interviewed each other all day. It was a, it was a really fun day. It was, it was a good way to get to know uh, the label a little bit better. Good, uh, and I like to host. I like to open bottles of wine and drink with people. It's just something I, I'm, I'm good at. I like to do it. So it was an opportunity to, to make better friends and friends I have. Yeah. And is the documentary about uh, Santa Barbara scene or more? In no, it's oh. about it's about punk and the whole general. It's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a big scope thing, uh, the scene entirely and how it, how it changed and shaped and the people that helped make it hmm. and how it's a worldwide phenomenon. Nice. I'm taking a lot of notes today because of you. Good. <laughs> Three so far. Diesel Boy, new album, Frank Sinatra song, Bam documentary. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you the, if, unless you want to wait for the record to come out, I can send you the oh, SoundCloud link. I would love to, to hear it tonight. Of course. Cool, you got it. Since you yeah. offered. <laughs> you got it, yeah, I'm happy to. That's yeah. great. Um, and finally, um, I read that you might have a solo project too. Is it true? Um, yeah, I've, I've recorded a record with Joey. Um, I did a solo record with him um, on his label, One Week Records. Mm, and Joey Cape. Yeah, mm. Joey from Lagwagon. I mean, we're going to see Mariachi El Bronx this Thursday. Like, we're, we're really good buddies. We go out to eat uh, just about every week. Um, so him and I worked on a record together at his house. It's supposed to be One Week Records, but we worked on it for about a month. Because, mm. I don't know, we just really enjoy each other's time. And so I did that with him and I, I talked to Stefan about releasing it, but yeah, I'm going to do another record. Um, once the dust settles from this, mm -hmm. I want to start writing another solo record and then starting another versus record. Oh, so, so you're always yeah, writing. Yeah. Well, I, we took some time off and I'm, and I'm, I'm busy. I have a, you know, I want, I, 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 I want to stay busy. You know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like for the first time, like, like I'm in a band again, you know? Like when I was a kid and I was in a band, it was exciting. It was visceral. It was great. And then I wasn't in a band for a while. We couldn't tour, couldn't play shows. And now I'm just a kid that's in a band again. Yeah. Super so fun. I'm pumped. Yeah. Of course. I'm excited to go on tour. I'm excited to write music. I'm excited yeah. to be alive. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that momentum up. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll, I, send, uh, I will send you in exchange of my, the first song we're going to release in a, in a few weeks. In All exchange right. of Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Perfect like, deal. I have a, a Frank Sinatra gold record up in my house. Oh, like, show the listeners. Oh. I love oh. it. No, uh, go up a little. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. I would troll. I'm a Frank <laughs> fan. Always have been. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Thank you for being my Thank guest. Thank you very much for taking the time. I appreciate fun. it. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Have a great, uh, great night. Great. Yeah, night. I'm going to go ahead to the bar. Thank you very much. Good. Bye-bye. Thank you. Au revoir.